Hey there everyone, before we get into Thrones of Game, I just wanted to tell you about our other podcast project, Pulp Fury Radio. We just dropped our final episode for Season 1, Jazz Noir, The Music of Murder, a noir detective story full of suspense and mystery backed by a smooth jazz soundtrack. If your ears need a break from all the Christmas carols, then escape the ordinary and check out Pulp Fury Radio at pulpfuryradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. But now, on to Thrones of Game. Cue the music! Hello out there you climbers on the ladder of chaos. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well let me just explain there friend. My name is BT Calloway, I've already seen the entire show, and joining me as always is Elliot J. O'Neill, the man who'd never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing? Jesus, Joffrey. Yeah. Yeah, this is a twist. We just watched Season 3, Episode 6, entitled The Climb. Elliot J. O'Neill, what just happened? Honestly, like, a couple of really shocking scenes uh, surrounded by a whole lot of... Oh, a lot of talking going on. This is a lot of, well, you're not going to marry that person. You're going to marry that person now. And this person's going to marry this person. And now, mm. wait a second, my eyes are crossed. Nay um, of boars. <laughs> yeah, um, but this is also the one where uh, John and the Wildlings climb up the wall to start off that plan. And uh, Joffrey kills uh, Rosie, I believe her name is. Um, just You just cut to a scene of him. I think it's the only scene he's really in. Mm-hmm. Sitting over the crossbow going, oh, well, I'm bored now. And uh, panning to uh, Rosie, who's been shot with crossbow bolts. That's right, because it's preceded by the scene with uh, Tywin and Sasqueen. Sasqueen! Uh, dedication to the, those two awesome actors, Diana Rigg and Charles Dance, absolutely mm-hmm. fucking killing it. Once again. Even with a scene that, by this point, there was so much negotiation, I was so bored. But anyway, this yeah. scene was preceding the Joffrey scene, at which point I'm like, oh, that's right, Joffrey's a character in this show. Didn't see a lot of him, but Jesus. Yeah, I remember watching this the first way through, I'm like, well, Joffrey just moved to chaotic evil mm-hmm. yeah before he was just kind of lawful evil this was a uh, move to just just killing people because he feels like it oh uh, double chaotic evil like um yeah kills people at random and throws tantrums yep tantrums and murder mm. yeah oh man i'm just trying to look what else really that's the climb is the main thing and uh yeah it's it's all about negotiations and moving pieces around and stuff but uh let's just get into the episode entirely uh what was your mvp or if this one is one that bored you what was your least valuable part um uh i don't know it was all a big pile of blur like and there's even some eye rolling scenes i don't know what do you got i mean a lot happens it just none of it feels big yet like mm. it's all leading to bigger things um uh, i do quite like again the the term we need for when horrible is done well with uh ramsey taunting theon Greyjoy mm. is very effective he just kind of starts by just oh you want water oh i'm sorry i don't have any pause it all out i mean that's a that's gets your base entry level douchebag move yeah. but he does go on from that to have this little game of you know if you can guess where you are and who I am I'll stop torturing you for a minute Yeah. and meanwhile every time he gets a question wrong he's like cutting his finger and I'm not sure if he's pulling the bone out or he's I think he's just flaying his finger and it's yeah, it's nasty like it's effectively done I think you're not quite sure what he's doing but whatever it is it looks horrible yeah you see the slightest bit of bone poking out and then he's peeling and then uh, oh yeah it's gross I have cringed quite a lot I'm like good that's very impressively done if i cringed that much 
Uh, also, excellent screaming on Theon's part. That really sold the agony of it. Oh, that poor dude. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I can't imagine acting on one of those X rack things is comfortable. So, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't think of it. Like, he's oh. still, like, obviously not, you know, tied, tied to it, but he's still up against it the whole scene. He's kind of hanging forward by his arms. That looks uncomfortable. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, both me and you have held boom mics for long hours at a time as well. And, like, <laughs> yeah, we know your pain. <laughs> oh, you think you know torture, do you? Have you ever held a boom mic for three straight hours? Oh, you haven't. <laughs> Your arms get so sore. Look at these hands. You think they've been soaking in ivory, not holding boom mics? (laughs) And this scene as well, I was like, well, at least I know he's not going to cut his dick off this. And, and, well, good on them. He found a way to torture me as well. Yep, still (laughs) very nasty. And does have a good line of his where, you know, Theon guesses and he thinks he's guessed right. And I guess in the forward watch, we must have thought he was guessing right because this must be pretty fresh because he's all like, if you can figure out who I am and where you are and why I'm torturing you, I'll tell you and everything will be revealed. Oh, um, God damn that fucking talking to baby voice. It, yeah, uh, but it works so well. And then he's like, but you, but- for- you forgot to ask yourself a question. Am I a liar? And I'm afraid I am. So I'm going to keep chop- chopping on your <laughs> finger because you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's altered the rules of game. Please pray he doesn't alter them any further. <laughs> yeah, but he does have a great line over. If you think this has a happy ending, you've not been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been a good metaphor for the show. Mm. Um, ah. Yes. And take that however you like. Um, man. Uh, look, I will give props. I don't, yeah, I don't have a standout character from this episode, but I will give props um, to Littlefinger's little speech at the end, mm. because just as a way to sum up this episode and the climb of the, and you go up the ladder and everything, and then it does a pretty obvious cut to the John physical Sloan. climb, yeah. And I'm like, you know what, fine. It's heavy-handed, but it works. Yeah, I do like him and Varys having a little back and forth and talking about how they've kind of outsmarted each other over the years, and it's also something I even fully get what they're talking about because they talk about oh you know this lie everyone's been told that uh you know they defeated the Rhaegars and had a thousand swords melted into the throne and it's all about you know the beautiful lie that people have to believe so they believe in yeah. leadership and power and you know very and so even not exactly knowing what even they're referencing there i don't even think you get a full history without reading the books yeah. uh it's a good bit because there is that whole debate in real life of, well not debate philosophical idea that it's better to have a lie that unites people than the truth that yeah. will, it's it's the watchman philosophy yeah um and i do like how that it ends with um ferris going well, what are you supposed to do because if you tell people the truth you'll have a nothing but a pit of chaos and little fingers like oh pit uh, chaos isn't a pit it's a ladder that you can climb oh and you can climb at something 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 and then to the climb to the climb which looked like dog shit every single scene bad <laughs> yeah it did look a little more styrofoamy and cgi on some of these climby bits yeah and yeah you know, they tried and maybe it's the you know the dvd quality on the, yeah, on the blu-ray but i don't know it it, it looked styrofoamy yeah like you said i think that's the best way to put it again to be fair i feel like our tvs have tripled in size since this aired <laughs> so uh you know and the uh uh, definition has definitely tripled as well or something but um well no like i was saying there is a disparity because yeah we're watching a dvd on a 4k tv so you know it's showing up some uh bibs and bobs that would normally get blurred out but yeah i think i need to go pick up the blu-ray editions of these <laughs> yeah yeah if for no other reason then we can say well at least we tried yeah <laughs> you know we got all the good neat stuff whatever but um, 
yeah, they've got 4K versions, which I was thinking, oh, yeah, that'd be nice. And then looked at the price of them. They're like fucking 60 to $80 each. <laughs> nope. Mm. And the one I'd be really curious to see that on is The Longest Night, The Long Night. The Long Night, yeah. yeah. Just, to, just to shut up that one motherfucker was like, oh, people aren't watching it correctly. Oh, the director. <laughs> yeah, I was at the record. I thought it was like a, I don't know, an effects producer or something. Oh, it might have been, or but, a producer, or, you know. Whatever that fucker is, they can clearly get fucked. Um, <laughs> the catering I w- guy. I just, yeah, if we can, like, rent out an IMAX and get the highest 50K resolution, and if it was like, they say it still looks like shit. Yeah, exactly. Then, and it's like, oh, that's so, it still annoys me so much because you know what most people are working with. Most people are watching this on their computers. You yeah. know they don't have these big setups. It's like giving someone an L-shaped condom. You know what they're working with, and then you're not working within those limits. <laughs> well, for the very small percentage of people, will be finally. <laughs> yeah, sure, some people will be like, finally, one I can use. But, you know, majority. Um, Yeah, to give you an idea, we're going to struggle through this one a little bit, I think, because that was the only reference of violence in this episode, as far as I can remember. And there was no nudity. That is all four of our questions already gone. <laughs> uh, I would want to. I do want to chuck a little bit of an MVP to uh, Ty- uh, Tyrion and Cersei having a little back and forth. I again, I like how we're in this era now where Cersei doesn't like him. No one really likes him, but he's not like ousted from the family yet. He's still yeah. a functioning part of said family, and he's there, and they're having a whole discussion about how they blatantly don't like each other but whatever and they have they're now doomed to marry people they don't want to and all that kind of thing it's it's a neat little back and forth i would have given the mvp to the bit where Tyrion walks in on sansa and shay and is all like i have to tell sansa something and maybe shay people (laughs) other people should hear it later in a different context yeah and they're all like no no this is fine just tell us whatever you're gonna say and then it cuts it's like no i wanted to see that awkwardness same Oh, absolutely same. Like, I get the point of expediating some conversations, but there were so many conversations you could have expediated in this episode. Yeah, I feel like this is this is the problem. There are so many, yeah, just conversations in this one that even ones that should be great, like that Sasqueen and Tywin back and forth, which was quite good. Sasqueen loses, I think, for the first time we've ever seen, yeah. but does it in such a way that it doesn't feel like it. I think it's a great little bit of dialogue and a great performance, but it was in amongst so many other conversations that it just didn't feel very important or interesting. It's, mm. uh, you know, everything, an episode needs their breaks, it needs those action moments and those exciting moments, those quiet moments of talking to pace it out. This was just all those quiet moments. It's like going for a, you know, very short jog and it's all, okay, we'll rest for a minute and mm. now I'll rest again and we'll rest again. I, I, I get it. I can do more like strenuous stuff here. Just let me do it. I think that's what the climb was meant to be, I guess. And I guess, and, you know, sure, maybe we spoiled it for ourselves by watching in this format, but um, this is the life we've chosen, and pew 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 forever. <laughs> we are the Renegades. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, even the, um, yeah, Sass Queen thing, yeah, just, she absolutely kills the whole thing. Like, like you said, we see her lose in this thing, but she mm. doesn't uh, break, uh, she- it, it doesn't break her, she's like... I know when I've been beat. Okay, yeah. cool. She doesn't flinch. She just, you know, realizes that, nope. And it even ends up with a great line of, uh, it's rare to find a man who lives up to his reputation. It's like, and then snaps his quill in half. Naturally to be like, okay, don't sign the thing you're going to sign to put Loras into the King's Guard. You win, but does it by breaking something of his. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. She, You know, she's playing 3D chess. She's... Mm-hmm. She's taking this L now for a W later. Exactly. Which she arguably does. So I do need a bit of clarification on the whole mm-hmm. fucking relationships going on right now. So yep. I thought uh, Iron Fist was meant to be married off to Cersei. 
no, no. Okay, Loris. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens in this episode. So in this one, Loris is engaged to Sansa, uh, and they. That's what um, Tywin and Qu- Sasqueen are talking about. They're saying, yeah. no, no, no. Loris needs to marry uh, Cersei, and you know, um, Sasqueen is against that because that will. And I got lost on this one myself. Um, well, anyway, because no, that's right. Because uh, oh, yeah. Loras is like the, their only heir, and even though he is gay, or as it's as she says, a sword swallower through and through, mm. um, can still father children and continue that line, even though he may not want to. Um, and he's kind of like their last, I think, named son, basically. Um, uh, whereas, yeah, Tywin does want that to happen because that'll shore up alliances, and as marriages always do uh, historically. So, and then it was going to be, and to shore up the alliance with the North, he was going to have Tyrion marry Sansa. Everyone ended up with someone they didn't want to. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. do need a chart. <laughs> um, well, yeah, as well because there were actually speaking. Of, I mean, we mentioned Varys and Littlefinger before. There were a couple of unique pairings that I don't think I'd seen much, mm. and yeah. Sansa and uh, I, I, oh my god, it was Jean Grey and Iron Fist. Wow, <laughs> How the about Marvel that? Universe just keeps reoccurring <laughs> over the yeah, Marvel t- Netflix TV and the Sony cinematics crossover. Interesting, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, why weren't they more of a th- oh yeah, because she goes with ter- wait a minute, what's happening here? I thought he yeah. went with. I need a chart. <laughs> yep. I did really like the very awkward conversation between Sansa and Loras when she's all like, oh, that's a nice brooch. She's like, Psh, it's a pendant, not a brooch. I guess a brooch is a pendant. Yeah. And this is literally dialogue probably the episode. They laid it on a little thick, I thought. Oh, yes, I've always thought about my wedding day. Uh, all the decorations and everything. Oh, uh, and the bride wearing her dress and everything. I'm yeah. not gay. I did, it, it, you basically had a stagehand walking behind just being like, gay! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we, like, we got it. Thank you. That's... Giant rainbow flashing lights and, yeah. Um, actually, speaking of, I uh, did like that bit in, uh, with Sasqueen where, you know, sucked that she goes, yeah, discreet buggery, uh, uh, but she's like, well, it's better than incest and it's better than uh, being a bunch of murderers now, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a very tolerant, if, you know, conservative tolerance. I don't know. What the hell ever you want to call it. But I mean, especially against uh, Tywin, who's all like the terrible sins Loras is guilty of that I hear turns my stomach. Blah. She's mm. like, oh, come on. You grew up with squires and servants and men at arms. You never got a little curious boy. Yeah. Man, never, <laughs> not even once. Well, I'd be on the table chat with the dice and a bike. I don't know. I, don't, I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> he was very offended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I also don't take Tywin for a liar, though he will lie for reputation. Mm. Oh, well, whatever. Um, but yeah, she's got some great lines when uh, she's like, Cersei's a bit old, and he's, Tywin's like, she's not too old. And, she's, and Sasquatch says, I'm a bit of an authority on old. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the better line of, I'm a bit of an authority on myself, and he's all, I can't even remember what his line was, but it was a great little bit from her. No, that's, I love her dialogue for that, that she can mm-hmm. be so cutting and whatever but also self-deprecating she knows who she is and mm-hmm. no nah, she's very aware of herself and because of that i feel like yeah she's that more outwardly critical and mm. always hilarious when she is yeah that's why she's us ass queen mm-hmm. uh, i got i got no other questions to ask um uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we, we kind of get a bit of cock talk because there's a bit of uh john bum Chauvy talking to aloy um before they do the climb and you know yep. she's all like oh you know, used to have got these snowshoes from a guy who didn't treat me as well as you, dude. Who he didn't do that thing with his tongue that you did. Wink. Just to clarify, she said thing with his tongue. Tongue. She really like pronounced it like tongs, like barbecue tongs. Yep. 
That thing with your tongue. Yep, that's like that vague Scottishy-ish kind of accent that they got going on there. Uh, but you know, it's all like, I know you're not loyal to the wildlings, but you know, you're with me now, and you better be loyal to me, or I will shoot you full of arrows in a future episode. Mm. Uh, no, what she actually says is, I'll cut your pretty little cock. Sorry. I'll cut your cock off and hang it around my neck. And it's like, <laughs> that's terrifying. However, you did say pretty, didn't you, dude? <laughs> Real fucking, uh, comp- can we do that compliment threat? <laughs> yeah, comp a threat. Mm. We'll work on it. Yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, so that's the closest to cock talk as we get. It's not a metaphor. It's far too literal to technically be on cock talk. But mm-hmm. uh, it's what we got. It's yeah. Mm. Um, there was a little bit of violence with uh, skinning of rabbits. Oh, uh, yeah. With um character I really need to know the name of, hanging out with Allbrand and the Raisinets. Mm, the um, one adult. Yeah, the one adult. Who <laughs> Again, it's a lot of fun. I do like the basically bickering between the one adult and the girl child, who I also can't remember the name of. Mm. I did know once, but, you know, whatever. Um, and, yeah, this scene reminded me that, uh, like... I'm a city boy, you know, I didn't grow up, you know, hunting animals and then skinning animals and then eating those very animals that I watched die. Mm-hmm. That seems psychotic, but good on you if that's what you like to do, I suppose. Um, but anyway, like, the, have you ever seen Roger and Me, Michael Moore's first documentary? No. There's a weird random scene where he's talking with someone who lives in Flint, Michigan, who's selling, like, some rabbits for pets and some for just meat mm-hmm. and there's a full-on scene of like her yeah beating killing and skinning a, a rabbit um and they put it in this documentary actually they tributed it in the simpsons there was a a weird character who was living in marge's childhood home that they based that character model off of anyway where am i um, <laughs> <laughs> thrones of game the game of thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards renegade 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 <laughs> pew 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 so anyway, the first time I saw that, it was like it was so shocking. I think mm. it's the first time I'd ever watched anyone skin an animal. And then I played a lot of Assassin's Creed 3 <laughs> and Red Dead Redemption 2, where mm. that's like a built-in mechanic. And it was so difficult for me the first few times. But then eventually I was like, oh, I really want a bear coat. It looks so <laughs> fucking cool in that. Yep. And yeah, when this thing came on, it didn't even phase me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting, but it's what people did. It's what we have to do if the you know world shuts down again. Mm. Um, but yeah. they're just like, they're even discussing how one's shit at it and the other one's good at better at hunting I mean, it. She and she clearly was better at skinning it because mm. that just popped right off oh, when, when uh, the only adult did it. Did it in like three swift moves. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the first time you watch a person like do a chicken wing in one go. It's like... I need to know your technique. How? <laughs> is it the chicken wing or is it you? Mm. Yeah. Um, no, I did like, kind of like the scene as well, just because it was showing some tensions between intent, really. Uh, and also, all brands are sitting there going, no, no, calm down, ladies, please, you're both good at skinning rabbits. Just settle. <laughs> uh, and also, later on, there's a bit where uh, the red woman shows up and Arya's all like, I don't like that woman. It's like, well, of course you don't. You're, not, you're a girl. Yeah. Like that. Girls never get along in, in uh, offices, Blair. <laughs> But it's kind of funny. <laughs> oh, I am really thinking about fucking Allbrand, though, as that guy from Black Book. Cause, girls, girls, don't fight. <laughs> well, if you do, just do it in your jammies, all nice-like. With pillars and gym jams. <laughs> I know the one. Uh, then we get uh, Genjin having a seizure or something with some visions, and he's like, I've seen Jon Snow. We're going to cut to him now. Yeah. And then we cut to Jon Snow. That was so funny because, yeah, he has the seizure, like, looks 
uh, just absolutely gutted and goes, I saw Jon Snow. And Aubrey's like, you saw him? How is he? He's <laughs> like, I just had a seizure, dude. Just give me a sec. My head is killing me. Is he well? Just shut the fuck up. Is he eating a nice big mutton? <laughs> it's like, no, he was taking a dump, if you must know. <laughs> Look, I don't pick when the, sea, the, the visions happen. They just yeah. happen. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of, it felt a little bit hollow to basically have a vision of what we were about to see because it was like no new information. Mm. I kind of wish they'd thrown something metaphor. Remember later on, he has a vision and he's sitting there and he's on fire, but nothing else is. Oh, yeah. That was very surreal and very cool. I wish they'd done something with that. Oh, maybe he was just like super cold. Yeah, I don't know. But, um... If- yeah, I guess. Just I, I, don't, I like what they do later. Here, it could have used just a bit of that surreal weirdness. That said, I do thoroughly enjoy surrealness. Mm. So more of that, please, just in general. <laughs> Going backwards. <laughs> yep, yep. Going backwards. More budget for the surrealism, please. I would like a full-on version of The Cell in Westeros. And Oh, yeah, just going back, because you mentioned the Arya bit as well. Mm-hmm. Like... I really hated this choice of uh, editing here where they clearly show them taking the gold and Arya goes, you're not doing it for God, you're doing it for gold. It's like, duh, yeah, we saw. <laughs> we saw the gold, thank you, Blair. It was just an odd choice. And there were some big old sacks of gold. Yeah, they pretty well pretty had, much to... had a dollar sign yeah. on them. Yeah. Oh, God, what else in this thing? Yeah, so we oh, did get the I... name of the guy who keeps resurrecting Eyepatch, which was... Thoros of Myla. I don't oh, know. Oh, the guy who had, like, it looked like someone had crudely drawn a butt pooping on his head. It was, yeah, odd scarring. I think it's scarring or dirt. I'm not even sure what's going on with him, but. I don't yeah. know, like, because it's just, it's totally a W with a line coming out of it. It looked like a butt with poop. I mean, it could be. I mean, did Sharpies exist back then? Maybe he <laughs> fell asleep drunk and his friends are just drawing on his face. Mm, you know. Staring over. You know what? I think this is my masterpiece. Yep. Um, I just. Written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this whole bit, I was kind of like, why do we never really see this guy again? Like, you know, he pops up a little bit, and he's got this one guy that he's brought back six times, yeah. who does have a bit in the long night. He holds the door for a little bit. Whoop-de-doo. Um, but I do like how- He spins how... a flaming sword as well? Or was yeah. that Joram? Oh, God, I can't even remember. It wasn't Jorah. Jorah's sword was not on fire. Mm. Um, I don't think, at least. Um, but- it's just like I do like how the red woman, as we've mentioned before, she's always getting this galaxy brain. Oh, I can see so many things, and mm. I like how this is a great collision between her philosophy of religion and this, these other guys who serve the same god. She's like, how many times you brought him back? Six. He's like, bullshit, you did. He's <laughs> like, no, I totally did. He's like, that's not how it works. He's like, yeah, it is. I keep doing it. It's just like, fuck off, huh? <laughs> and not even like, oh, I guess the Lord has different plans. She's like, but son of a. Ah. Finally, the woman who's got an excuse for everything. Yeah, but then unfortunately we, she does have more of an excuse for everything when Arya stops her and is like, you're a fucking bitch and I hate you. Mm. And she just like looks in her eyes like, oh, there's a darkness in your eyes. I can see eyes in there. Blue eyes, brown eyes, green eyes. You'll close many eyes. We'll meet again. I actually didn't mind this because I was taking notes because, you know, it's around Christmas time at time mm-hmm. of recording and mm-hmm. we're hitting the shops a bit at the moment and you know you go through the shops you're going to get stopped by a mid um, mid hallway uh, kiosk thing mm-hmm. some person selling some shit that you don't want so they put it in the middle of the mall so it can be the IRL version of a pop up ad Yeah, and just getting some new dialogue to say to them to just <laughs> get them to not fucking talk to me it's true because just like oh no thanks isn't enough they will persist. They are trained to persist. Yep. But if you just looked at them dead on, I see a darkness in you. 
your clothes, many eyes. You have so much blood in you. <laughs> this skincare routine will not save your dark eyes. No, from the winters ahead. Okay, but if they wanted to flip that around, we have learned they have two key phrases they could use, one of which being, um, come fight death with me. <laughs> like, if one of those World Vision people stopped me and said, come fight death with me, I'm like, yeah, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the other one is, of course, um, from uh, the the bell lady nun, who's just, you know, shame lady. <laughs> just one thing, give. Wait, okay, here you go. Give. I already gave you. Give. Okay. <laughs> I'll see if I can try that on the more chaos people. <laughs> <laughs> they stop. Hi, do you have a moment to give? give. <laughs> um, I can give you a pamphlet. Give. <laughs> you, you might need a bell, but give it a crack. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think hey, look, we are yet to define what the post-post-apocalypse is going to be like, so maybe it'll just be weird as fuck and just Game of Thrones quotes all over the place. Or, uh, you know, Game of uh, Thrones of Game quotes all over the place. <laughs> there is no uh, Game of Thrones. They are, the only remnant is the Game of Thrones podcast, the premier Game of Thrones podcast, mm-hmm. that in 2020 is the only one still airing your content. Anyway, mm. um, I, I, I had a question. Yep. Were there many, like memes you know when trump was really kicking up the wall stuff about like this and that wall comparing um not as much as there clearly should have been because Mm. i was going to post something once upon a time that the game of thrones was actually set in our future after the mad king built the wall and we were Uh. all killed by a terrible uh global warming winter um but i never got around to it because I couldn't mm. quite connect it well enough. And there were so many things about walls and stuff, and it all moves so quick. Fucking Daenerys can be a, like, sub in for Ivanka. I mean... Nah. Daenerys Ivanka's gets al- shit done. Yeah, Ivanka's <laughs> way more inbred. <laughs> ah, you know, that's not validated. But whatever. I, you know what? We've I've threatened... I've, I've challenged Trump to box me on the Simpsons index, like, and subscribe. <laughs> so I'm going to challenge him to... Yeah, I'm going to keep talking smack about your kids and you until you come, like, duke it out with me, bitch. Hmm. I mean, you you don't have much going on next year. No, I got I got nothing. <laughs> Find me in January. Nothing's going on in January. I got some time off. It'll all be good. When's he seventeenth? Uh, I think yeah, he'll, he'll be, be free after then. Yeah, yeah. Be just free. Come yeah. on, Trump. Come on, motherfucker. Fight him. I can bring you back to life six times. So I can beat you again. <laughs> Worst connection I've ever had. But there we go. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm already, Dude, I'm out of notes. I'm running out too. <laughs> um. Let's see. The lighting on the end of the wall sucked as well. Uh, sorry, at the end of the episode when they were doing the zoom out on the wall. Like, I know because it's the wall that's meant to be facing north, so there is, like, a specific way the sun's meant to be coming in this situation. It just didn't look good for the scene, I thought. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I think you're right. The sun's in the wrong spot. Yeah, well, because it was coming from the side, and then, so that meant John was, like, creating too much of a shadow on Aloy. Mm -hmm. It didn't work for me. What also bugs me about that is they've got this nice scenery, and they start making out, it's like, but you can't see the scenery then. I mean, it would look great (laughs) on an Instagram post, but you're not doing that. Mm. You're meant to be looking at the world and looking at the the, the road ahead, effectively. That's your metaphor, but instead you're just macking out. Mm. You're wasting it. What are you doing? (laughs) When you could be making Instagram posts. Yep, you're just kissing for scenery now. Mm. I did write that on the pun, ice climbers. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, and I guess the climb down was super easy because we don't see that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, even though they were talking about you got to climb all the way up and then you got to climb all the way down and both are equally dangerous. I oh, know it's not. 
No, it's all right. They've got the nice sunset at the moment. They're just going to have a big old makeout. Yep. You know what? In, now that I think about it, because there is a bit where Aloy swings the little ice axe and it cracks part of the wall and a bunch of people fall off, but no one else really falls off. No one falls off of their own like volition or of their own failure to hold on. Like Those people fell down by the fact that the ice didn't hold, not because yeah. they were like, we've been climbing. It's They said, what, 700 feet tall? Which mm. is very tall. And no, like it wasn't that someone got to found their limit at 500 feet and just couldn't hold on and dropped. And yeah. that would have made the whole thing a lot more harrowing to see all these, you know, tough wildlings, some of them just not hack it. Yeah, because it certainly would have been a numbers game as well. Like, yeah, with anything that is tall enough to be, you know, piercing the clouds, even in a cold region, mm. like, yeah, that looks fucking huge. Yeah, and the bit where Aloy does crack that part of the wall seconds before, she's like, oh, you're looking at my bum, John Snow- John Bum Shovey. <laughs> and it's like, if you're at the point of having, you know, jovial jokes, you're not tired yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so have, have her do that early on. And then later on, they're just too tired to really throw back and forth. Or maybe they stop to rest on like a little ice shelf and it's just like, fuck. Or yeah. Something. Like, give us. Because otherwise, all these scenes are just climbing and then people falling because the ice didn't hold, not because this is hard. Now, now that you mention it, in a show that I feel like does a pretty good job of like having realistic physical limits of people, yeah, that's a bit of an oversight. Hmm. Yeah, that's a shame. It could have been. It would have been good. It would have given us a sense that this was difficult, rather than people dying because they, they were unfortunate. Yeah, and like we said, you know, our harrowing experience of holding up a boom mic for several hours on end. You know, you you get pains in your arms, and then mm. like when you finally lower your arms, it kind of fucking hurts a bit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when they got to the top, they should have just been arms up the entire time. Ow! <laughs> they won't come down. Yeah, yeah, Lisa, you can put your arms up. I can't. They're stuck. <laughs> I want to, but I'm stuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm out of notes. Um, I got a couple more. So there's a bit where they're talking about uh, Walder Frey's demands. And like, oh, you know, that guy's going to marry this daughter of his and those are his demands. And then he's like, well, can I see her first? He's like, well, what do you want to do? Count her teeth? And I wanted him to be like, I mean, I wasn't going to, but should I? <laughs> Is that a thing? What do you... Now that you've said that, yes. Now, I mean, I wasn't gonna, but now I'm curious as to why that was the first thing you said. Should should I count some other things? Does she have, like, too many? Is that (laughs) the... What? I'm... Answers now, please. <laughs> yeah, um, that was weird. We have a bit with um, Ruse Bolton and Brian of Tarth and Jim Jam Lannister all having a debate. The only interesting thing is Jim Jam can't cut a steak now because he's only got <laughs> one hand. I, I like the way he fa- it's like, oh, you come to watch me fail at dinner. Yeah, <laughs> hard to fail at dinner, but he found it. Yeah, I've got to say, Jim Jam has a fair amount of sass too. I don't think we've really called that, but he's got lots of, you know, like, even in the worst of times, he's got like, like a quick, smooth line. And mm. uh, he's got some bits. It's, it's quite good. Yeah, it's he really should have been Nathan Drake. Like, I think it's good casting for him to be Joel. I guess mm. he could have just been any stubbly... Um... Yeah, stubbly, <laughs> brown-haired protagonist in a modern video game setting. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it is a cliche, but it's also one that works pretty well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. He's stuck to Joel now. He won't do Infamous or mm. uh, Gary Cole. Is that yep. the Dead Rising guy? I'm trying to think of others, and now they're escaping me, of course. Oh, um... It's definitely Cole something. No, Dead Rising is Frank something. West. Frank West. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Travis Touchdown. There we go. <laughs> yes. Travis Touchdown, I would like to see, because that, that could work in the right director's hands. Um, Who could play him? I would have said Johnny Knoxville like 10 years ago. Oh, but damn. Too, too old now. It wouldn't mm. work. But uh, yeah, back in the day, he would have nailed it. Totally. Um, but yeah, now, I don't know. <laughs> mm. um, do we have any other notes here? Psh, 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 psh. 
about you at home? Do you have any notes? Interesting. Hmm. I never thought about it like that. That certainly is a perspective, but I have no strong feelings about it. Hey, we try to keep a civil tongue on this channel. No, we don't. <laughs> I don't even know what lie that was supposed to be. Pew, pew, pew. Um, I do like Arya getting some notes on being an archer. Oh, but, yeah. Um, oh, that was the question I had. Um, does she, she doesn't get all three of those people. Does she get any of them? Uh, well, she said Cersei, and who are the other ones? I can't remember the third one. I'm looking that was for my I... note. Um, oh, Joffrey, Cersei, Bill and Payne? I don't remember who that is, but I don't think so. Unless that was Stabface, but I don't think it was. Mm. But I do like, she's like, she's like, oh, well, you're pretty good there, girl, but you're not as good as you think. She's like, what are you talking about? Face, tits, and balls. I got them everywhere. <laughs> it's like, why are those? I mean, I don't want to be shot in any of them, but it's just weird. That's how you, all right, cool, whatever. But I do like, he's all like, no, you just took too long doing it. You meant to draw and shoot immediately, which is actually true. Because uh, yeah. I've read a bit of uh, Zen and the Art of Archery. No, no, actually, I've read the whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, which, you ever done it? No. Coincidentally, um, because I constantly call her Aloy, I went to uh, be uh, her. Uh, what's yeah. the fucking thing game called? Horizon Zero Dawn. I went to the Horizon Zero Dawn launch uh, in Sydney, and they had um, a couple of guys running archery. One of which was Eddie, who we used to go to uh, uni with. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, never shot a bow. Have shot a crossbow. That was fun. They're oh, very, wow. very sensitive triggers. Mm. Yeah, it was at a ca uh, castle in Prague somewhere. Wow. Okay, that's way cooler than the <laughs> video game launch in yeah, but Marrickville. I imagine you also got a drink for free and maybe like a um, like a uh, goodie bag or something. No, I didn't get a goodie bag at that one. Got a poster that um, did the classic thing of putting it up and then it fell like two days later <laughs> and just creased in every worst place. Oh, jeez. And, um, oh, I got my face painted. That was fun. You know, they do those like little blue lines like oh, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, neat. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a day. It's an event. Yeah, I miss those things. Mm. Yeah, we'll see them back one day. Um, my last note is actually just on the start of this episode with Gilly and Sam. Sam oh, still yeah. can't make a fire, even though we're going backwards. We know he never gets any better. So that's a bit... You'd think he'd... That would have been fun if he'd learned from her. That would have yeah. been neat. Um, but yeah, this is kind of annoying me because she's like, "Oh, you're an expert fire maker," and then he pulls out a knife and says, "What's that do?" <laughs> I know it's, it's a knife. Whatever it does, it's doing it now. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was a bit weird. Well, I suppose it is a weird-looking knife, but I think she should have at least said, "What is that? A knife? What's it made of?" And then he could be like, "Oh, dragon glass or something." Or it's yeah, point out the fact that the knife is all weird and curvy and go, "Oh, that's not a good knife, is it?" Yeah, well, and then he can not... go, "Oh, but it's really old." Yeah. I read about it in a book. Ooh, what's a book? Yeah, mm. now I was just inserting that character. Um, yeah, but I do like she's like, oh, well, you sing us a song, and Sam's not bad. It's just a nursery rhyme, and it's, it's enough. It's a neat, neat little scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I um, really want to hear this. Uh, what do you say the good singer was? Dobry? Dob Dob? Dob Dobby Dob Dobby Dob Dobby Dob Darian? Darian. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we. No one sings at Castle Black, so. We eventually find out Pod's really good. Yeah. And I'm very bummed there's no version of that that's just his clean vocals. They're the only ones you can find are ones pulled from the episodes. You've got the background sounds and uh, stuff. Oh, because it kind of does like a a swelling of strings that like mm. aren't technically part of the song. Yeah. Uh, no, well, the only like the album version you can find is one of those, uh, you know, those indie chick singers who go all over the place. Yuck. Yeah. And it's just... No, I liked Pod's very solemn, you know, baritone version. That was very good. I'm, I'm bummed that it's not out there somewhere. Hmm. Anyway, if we're battling about soundtracks, we've <laughs> clearly wrapped this up. So we must ask our final question. How did we get here? 
Well, the next episode, apparently... Is it, like, called The Walk to the Climb? (laughs) Uh, uh, Quite the opposite of The Climb Up the Icy Wall. It's called Kiss by the Fire. So, man, someone's going to get their lips burnt. Yeah. Or, you know, in the case of Daenerys, she's going to engage in a really exciting relationship with a a nice little wood fire that she's seen. I mean, she can. She's the only one we know who can kiss fire and live to talk about it. Like the Screamer Pillar in The Simpsons, you know, it's sexually attracted to fire, (laughs) which will obviously kill it, but Mm. Daenerys is the only one. Maybe this is the flashback to the the mountain holding the hound into the fire that's got his face buried. He's like, kiss the fire, now kiss. Oh, God. Nah, it's not. (laughs) I'm pretty... I mean, that flashback doesn't exist to the better of my recollection. Aw, spoiler. I, to the best of my recollection, you know how much I drink. <laughs> how how much? I thought this thing went furthest back into, like, you know, the hound's childhood and everything. It could. I don't know. There's <laughs> going to be prequels, apparently, or maybe not. Who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. How everyone got their scars. <laughs> I don't think there will be, hey. Like... For one, not to have come out yeah, by now. that's kind of my thinking as well. If they would want to have... I suppose, originally, they would have wanted to have ridden the wave of success from the final season. That didn't happen. So now yeah. I guess they're probably giving it some breath before they uh, launch it, if they do at all. Possibly. Just to get the taste out of people's mouths. I... Yeah, I don't know what the status on it is. I know, like, some of the big Game of Thrones heads were commissioned to do three Star Wars movies mm. in the future. Yeah, no, that's allegedly why um, they did eight seasons instead of ten. Yeah. So, like, hey, we're doing Star Wars, we're going to piss off. And for reasons I will never understand, HBO were like, cool, I guess wrap this up as quickly as possible then. Yeah, I mean, I guess Star Wars would have made them more money, so, yeah. And it's a chance to write Star Wars, you take that chance, but um, yeah. you don't fuck up Game of Thrones to do it. Yeah, I guess that's it. Like, if you're... God, you just got to be earning squillions of dollars, and what's double squillions not to fucking finish up your work? I don't know. Uh, well, it's a very broad philosophy of, uh, mm. oh, you know, I'll, I'll let you go if you can pay me double. Yeah, that's it. The show was written by a bunch of bronze. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I like that guy, so I <laughs> All right, so yeah, kiss by the fire. Yeah, uh, we look forward to that till next time. Until then, I've been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch is empty.